What, you want me to teach you something? You want to learn something? You talking to me? Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Much Talk About Nothing, a show about movies, music, and more, where we continue on our endless journey in search of something to talk about. As always, I'm your host, Grant Ingram, and if you want to interact with us, you can do that by sending us an email at muchtalkaboutnothing at gmail.com, by following us on Instagram at muchtalkaboutnothing, or by following us on Twitter at MTAN Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We also have a Discord, the link to that is in the description, and a website, link to that, also in the description. Anyway... Joining me today to talk about The Greatest Showman from 2017, you've heard him before, you'll hear him again, it's Lawson Broyles. How you doing, Lawson? Doing great. Great. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back, man. And also joining us in a first-time appearance, we have Sophia Wilson. How are you doing, Sophia? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Good. It's good to have both of you guys on. So, um, as we normally do, I guess we'll jump into this movie spoiler-free. Um... Sophia, I'll let you go first. What do you, what do you think about this movie? Um, I really enjoy this movie. I think the whole plot of it is just kind of inspiring. It's it's a really good watch. Very heartfelt. Really keeps you engaged the entire time. I like it. All right. And Lawson, what about you, man? I really like it because I grew up going to uh, the Barnum and Bailey Circus, and I mean, I didn't ever know what the story about it was, and so it's really interesting to watch the movie, and it's not like a documentary. I mean, it's a documentary, but it's also a movie, so it's really interesting to watch. Yeah. Well, um, I hate to bring the room down. I hate this movie with a burning passion. <laughs> um, I I don't know. something. I, I feel like it could be a good movie or a good musical, and instead it was neither, and so it just kind of disappointed me, I guess. Um, just kind of bland, at least in my opinion, but I, I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, yeah. Well, um, you guys have anything in particular besides just the inspirational aspects and like documentary style that you wanted to mention before we hop wall? Uh, I personally really enjoyed the original music that's in the movie. It was really nice. I think it really goes with what's going like on in the movie. And, like, pertains to exactly what's happening. How's the story with the story? Yeah. Um, honestly, that was one of my criticisms. I didn't find it that way. I, I thought it didn't do a great job of telling the story through the music. But a lot of people did, and I can respect that. Well, I guess, without further ado, we'll go ahead and talk spoilers about The Greatest Showman. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, he is dead now. So... I guess there is only so many ways this thing can go. Not Hugh Jackman. No, no. Hugh Jackman is not dead. <laughs> no, but just um, just P.T. Barnum. Apparently, Hugh Jackman really liked this movie. It had been in development for like nine years, and he kept fighting to get it made. Well, if I remember correctly, wasn't uh, Hugh Jackman originally a Broadway actor? I think you're right, which is um, interesting. It's odd, but it does really explain a lot really does. It really explains just everything. Mm-hmm. I had no desire before I watched this to see Wolverine sing, but um, I mean, it, it wasn't the worst part of the movie. Well, um, so the movie kind of starts off, and it's him as a small child. Well, I, I say that. It starts off in this really Hamilton-esque, like, action sequence with, where it's just a bunch of music, and um, he starts rapping. And then we move to childhood Hugh Jackman or childhood P.T. Barnum. What do you guys think about that? 
Um, I really thought it was interesting to kind of get a look at where he came from because most of the movie focuses on him starting the circus. It doesn't really, well, I mean, besides the beginning, it doesn't really go into his childhood. It just kind of goes into him helping his family along and trying to make a living as a businessman. Well, I guess a businessman, an entrepreneur. Yeah. I guess that's more accurate. Mm -hmm. A start and fail kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the backstory aspect of it. I think it gives a good insight about like Charity and where she came from and just the two different worlds that they lived in that ended up colliding to make a million dreams come true, if you would. Yeah. Yeah, it makes makes sense. It was it was a pretty good like I, I did enjoy that facet of the movie as well. Thought it was a well done thing. Um I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty good. Um so I guess moving along, we, we do kind of go into his whole, I guess it's still backstory, but it's more of his adult backstory. So like the marriage of him and Charity and that kind of thing. Um, and so we go from them as children to them as adults. And he kind of tells her dad that I don't care what you think. You're not going to stop me. We'll go with that. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? If you didn't, we can keep moving. But Total power move. I mean, you can just tell that she was miserable living that life, and she loved P.T. Barnum, so girl went and did what she wanted to do. It was awesome. I loved it. I think it did a really good job of setting up kind of that aspect of the movie later on, of the like conflict between him and her parents. Yeah. They happen to be right, but... Yeah, it was it was interesting. Like I, I like it, but at the same time, I really wish he just like pulled out the adamantium claws and just like waved them goodbye or something. I don't know. I keep expecting him to be Wolverine, and that might be part of why I hate this movie. Uh -huh. Maybe it wasn't Hugh Jackman, or if Hugh Jackman did not play Wolverine. Okay, yeah. nobody else could have played that character better. I bet just for Grant's um, liking of the movie, maybe he, maybe he would have liked it a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. Um, a lot of my, my issue was with the music. Um, like, I don't know, power anthem after power anthem after power anthem doesn't really make for great musical to me. But it does for some people, and I respect that. Um, so from there, I, I guess we, um, we kind of go to the rooftop scene where, you know, they're, he's come home from getting fired again. Um, and, they just kind of have the whole conversation with the with a little spinny lamp. That thing came back. It's a quick callback. Um, and yeah, at that point, I guess he kind of hatched the idea for the circus. Um, and then he did like this really weird thing that's probably illegal, which is, you know, where he went to the bank for a loan against collateral he didn't have. Um, like against the against the boats in the like South China Sea that it sunk. It's just like, <laughs> well, I mean, he still owns the boats. He just doesn't. He's not in current possession of the boats. It's good business. Probably illegal. It's not really how that works, because you kind of have to have proof of ownership to get a loan. But it was interesting. Yeah. It did provide some, like, what is going on moments. Yeah, he was, like, a really terrible person in real life anyway. 
So I guess that kind of showed it. But the rest of this movie, he's just like a really nice guy and everybody loved him. But you can't you can't help but love Hugh Jackman. Well, yes, but also he (laughs) was a terrible person. P.T. Barnum did actually do a lot of horrible things. Well, yeah, I think I think the movie just tries to make him look good because it's it's romanticizing him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a children's movie. What are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. Worst thing he can do is lie to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he provided proof of ownership and everything. It just seems like it would be lawn fraud. I don't know. Um, It was. But then I think, like, my favorite part of this movie was probably when he, you know, went looking for the freaks. Or, as IMDb says, unique individuals. Um despite, you know, them calling them freaks in the movie. Um, and it was just, I don't know, I, I liked the guy that played Napoleon for most of it. He was he was kind of funny. Sam Humphrey. But yeah, and so they find all those guys, and it's just kind of, um, it, it's cool, but, you know, you have that one, that one critic um, who was probably right in saying that it was a little weird. Um, and, you know, called it a circus, which, woo, name stuck. And here we are. Anywho, um, so we go from there to, you know, the circus brings in decent profits, leading, you know, Hugh Jackman to overspend everything he's made, throw his family into this giant house, and um, just, you know, put his daughter through ballet school because you make a small profit, you're like, I'm a millionaire, let's go! And, yeah. And then, you know, didn't expect um, his daughter to get mocked for, you know, being part of it, like a sideshow freak industry. Um, I, I really, I didn't get that at all. Um, and here comes a piece of my commentary. So Barnum, you know, met Zac Efron. And he, he essentially pulled the whole Alexander Hamilton to Aaron Burr speech. This is where I really wish we had Grant on because he would start singing right now. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. So you know, like they even went with the whole "Can I buy you a drink?" And Look, I can sing from now on if you want me to. Mm. I mean, from now on, like amazing. I was it wasn't too bad. I, I didn't hate it as much. That though, there were two songs in this movie that I thought made sense, and it was that one. And it was the one Charity sang towards the end, um, because again, it told the story. But, like, you know, they're like, can I buy you a drink? And I just expected to come back with that. That would be nice. I don't know if either of you have seen Hamilton. Um, I kind of assume it. Must be Uh, nice. (laughs) Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. Sophia Uh, has seen Hamilton, and I have partially seen Hamilton. I've not made it all the way through yet. You're missing out, man. It's a a good good musical. Um, Well, I guess you guys like this. It's a better musical. How about that? Hamilton is amazing. It is. It really is. And that might be why I hate this so much. Like, I, I kind of expected it to be kind of similar, considering, you know. I guess when you watch something that's amazing or do something that's amazing, it kind of spoils you. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, hence why people like The Dark Knight more than The Dark Knight Rises, right? Both yeah. good movies. Yeah. So, um... Do you want to sing the other side or like what are <laughs> No. Um 
You definitely will. I definitely would. Like if if we really needed a grant replacement. But do a little bit of it. It would be entertaining. I mean, you know the basis of the song. They negotiate. Yeah. Like, okay, my friend. Like, you can count me in. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember the exact numbers. Do you have the lyrics with you? They pretty much just go, um, you can count me in. And then Zach Efron asks for a cut of the show. And P.T. Barnum is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that's too much. How about 7%? And then Zach Efron tells him, man, you must think I was born yesterday because that is so bad. Which it is really bad. That's a really bad comeback for like like eighteen percent maybe. I think that's what Zach Efron asked I, I think that for. I think that's what it, they offered back, yeah. I will never pay you eighteen percent of my money. Long story short, they end up agreeing on ten. And mm-hmm. there's this whole nice visual of the bartender shaking the drinks and pouring them out and it's a wonderful visual for the entire song. I highly recommend watching just that song. Yeah. I'll, I'll second that. Just watch that song. Um, so from there, they, you know, go find Jenny Lind, who turned out to be like a terrible person. <laughs> like a worse person than P.T. Barnum. Hate Jenny Lynn. Love yeah. her voice. Bad girl. Terrible, like awful. Terrible. No, but you have to admit, "Never Enough" is one of the best songs to come from that musical. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't tell a story, but I think that's what's so good about it. It's not supposed to tell a story, right? And it makes sense within the context of the film why it doesn't. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It just like I could see hearing that one on the radio. Um, but. You know, then Jenny joins the show. Um, she hits a large crowd and does never enough because, of course. Um, and then for some weird reason, Barnum, like, feels like it's a good idea to confront his wife's parents afterwards. Um, be like, see this woman? I'm going to rub it in your face. It's weird. It was so bad. Like it, it, his her parents tried to compliment him. And all he does is, "Hey, look. Look at this. I'm amazing. You're never going to be as good as me. Y'all suck. I'm awesome." Like you do. Like you do. Oh. You insult your wife's parents always. <laughs> always. Yeah. And and you especially do it by pointing out another woman. Being like, see, she's great, isn't she? Yeah. See see why you should have gone with me here? Really smart yeah. move on that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, again, he's a terrible person. And they, they tried to cover for him. But even that was just bad. Do we know if he had, like, had a history of, like, alcohol abuse? Who? Uh, P.T. Barnum? I think he probably did. Um, I'll look. I'll let Lawson look it up because it's going to make a lot of noise if I try to. Because I've got a big old mechanical keyboard right here. Yeah, because there's no way he wasn't inebriated when he said that. Oh yeah, no, there, there's no way. It was just good lord, like that's just a stupid idea. So you're, bad. 
you're setting yourself up to be shot in the foot. Yeah. I guess you're shooting yourself in the foot would be the, the expression I'm looking for. Dude literally had a duel with himself. Like, somebody get the cast of Hamilton on this. Amen uh, to that. Interesting. Oh, Lawson has found some information. As a matter of fact, at least later on in his life, he gave up, uh, like, liquor, but continued to drink wine. Because at the time, they weren't aware it was pretty much the same thing. So confirmed. P.T. Barnum was an alcoholic. Yeah. At least up until a point in his life. I don't know when that was. Outburst. Yeah. Uh, There was a lady whom he, after, after she was dead at some, uh, yeah, she, she had been dead, um, claimed that she was the, uh, nurse of George Washington. Okay. Yeah. And sold tickets to the autopsy, right? Yes. On today's episode of ruining one of your child's favorite movies. Mm hmm. Yes. Uh, he, uh, she had been dead for, I don't know, probably at that time, maybe 30 years. Good Lord. Just dug so her they, up and autopsied her? I do not know. They must have, they must have done something. They must have, uh, who would pay to see a half-decomposed skeleton? Halloween. Halloween. Um, That's witchcraft. Plant. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. It's just... It's weird. Um, hmm. So, you know, from, from there, Barnum being the genius that he is, goes on tour with Jenny, like you do. You you rub your wife's parents' face in the fact that you've found another woman who is really good at singing, and then you go on tour with her. Um, and then, you know, protesters protest, which is apparently what protesters do. Jenny then kisses P.T. Barnum, because, yeah. Um, and then... The press snapped a photo of that, and he returned home without writing a pamphlet. I don't know. I thought you wrote pamphlets after other people kiss you. I thought that's what I thought Hamilton taught us. That's what you do. Apparently, he's just not adhering to um, Hamilton's legacy. R- right. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't write the Reynolds pamphlet after? Right. The Reynolds pamphlet. Yeah. Good lord. Um. I just never understood. I never understood the Reynolds pamphlet. I never, I can't understand this. Like how dumb do you have to be to do this? This is totally going on Hamilton, but like who writes a whole pamphlet exposing yourself? Well, I mean, the reasoning may be sound, but good Lord, moron, just deny it. And nobody's going to do anything to you. Exactly. I mean, I mean, Monroe was like gunning him down, but, um, you don't have to go through and like pull out all the papers and be like, this is what I was doing. Let it be known I did just facepalm. You need a sound effect. We have like. So, you know, Philip confronted the protesters. They didn't leave because, again, protesters protest. So they threaten him. Like you do. Yeah. I mean, it ends up setting the whole flipping building on fire. Um,. I, they got all the animals out. Apparently, they didn't think to check for Zendaya. 
I think she'd be kind of hard to miss. How dare they forget about Zendaya? I mean, I think this is where Spider-Man's supposed to come in, right? Like, I'm this pretty is sure. Where- He's supposed to come in and save the day. Yeah. Can we please get Tom Holland on this? <laughs> you have Wolverine. You have Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, he's RDJ, and you have, like, a decent movie. You also have um, Rocky from Shake It Up, because you have Zendaya there. You know, there's just a, there's a mass of different characters in that movie. You have Troy Bolton. It's a Disney reunion. I'm telling y'all, this is, like, major reunion vibes here. I forgot Zendaya was on Shake It Up. I don't know how I forgot how that. How dare you forget about Rocky. I didn't watch all that much of that show, but I forgot she got her start on Disney, too. She did. She did. And well, her and Bella Thorne both. And then they went in opposite directions. <laughs> Hi, my yep. name's Bella Thorne. This is about the time that I found out that I had dyslexia. We'll cut that there, even though I do have the whole commercial memorized. Yeah, this is going to be such a long episode. No, he's cutting all of this stuff out. I'm actually quite seriously thinking about it but it's it's i'll send it to lawson first and let him decide what to do with it um <laughs> but no joke it's like 20 minutes it's it's a whole episode that i can't put on the show um yeah it's just crazy <sighs> anyway back to the episode so you know pt barnum's depressed because he literally watched his life go up in flames did you get the metaphor it went up in flames. Everything went up in flames. Um, and then, you know, Bennett said he didn't like, or Bennett, the, the critic, said he didn't like Barnum's show, but um, he thought it. He thought other people might have, which I guess that's what a critic does, right? Thinks other people might like the thing. Any anything? Okay. Um, you know, then Barnum goes to drink. IMDb says at a bar, which is, I guess, is where you would go to drink. I, I, I don't know. Really, I thought he must have went to like Target. I don't. I was know. thinking Sonic, honestly. Oh, yeah. He went to Sonic, got himself a giant slushy, and moved on. It, it was a slap your mama slushy. That's what it was. Ooh. Yeah. Barnum feels like a Route Forty Four kind of guy to me. He does. Yeah. He does. Go big or go home. I mean, that's that's what it is, right? That's his whole life. He probably got the Route 88, and it's just <laughs> massive, I'm going to kill you later, slushy type thing. Um, yeah. And so, from there, the critic rubs it in his face by, you know, showing him the newspaper with the, with the scandal. Charity's, like, ticked because the bank decided to evict them. And also, it doesn't look great for P.T. Barnum. Um... It just doesn't. I, I don't know why. Maybe his life went up in flames. You know, the, sh- the the group shows up and yells at him, but then also tells him he's pretty cool. Because. You're right. Yeah. They're hey, like, you, you might know not. What? You kind of suck, but also, you changed our lives. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole, um, you're a terrible human being, but thank you for for being okay once. And then Barnum is going to apologize to his wife for chasing fame. And I don't know, keeps chasing fame. Like that seems to kind of be what he did. Um, I, I don't know. The rest of it's just kind of them rebuilding, you know, 
Zach Efron helps out probably with that high school musical two money. Um, presumably. And it ends with Caroline finally being in the ballet, which, um, is what, how it, every movie should end. And you feel like the movie probably shouldn't have ended there. At least I did because like, there's gotta be more story to tell, right? It felt incomplete to me. Yeah. I, I felt like they missed a good chunk of it. And I feel like had they had another 30 minutes and cut out some of the songs, it would have been much better. Like, you could have told a better story about it. That's just me. So, Sophia, you said you had something for the last half of it, um, and then I kind of talked. What you got? Oh, I was going to talk about the song Rewrite the Stars and just how good that song is. Because you enter that song as Zac Efron and Zendaya are like, they're feuding. There's tension. They didn't get off to a great foot. Like, they did not get off to a good start. Not on, not on the right side of the bed. Their friendship was not going well. And then Zac Efron swoops in while Zendaya is practicing and all of a sudden becomes this master trapeze artist. Who would have guessed? High School yeah. Musical 3 may have come in handy. And then Rewrite the Stars is all about like rebuilding and hope and inspiration and they're talking about how like even though they got off on this like rough start you can rewrite the stars and you can just like be better for the next day and it's just it's amazing it's hopeful and like the whole visuals with it and it's like circling them. I don't know why I'm doing hand movements. Y'all can't even see me. But it's like circling them and there's like hopeful looks in their eyes. And I just really feel as if Rewrite the Stars is definitely, it's, it's in the top three from the movie. Okay. Of the songs. I will say, I think Zac Efron's trapeze skills came from the fact that he knew um, Zendaya's other boyfriend was web-slinging, and so he figured he had to, like, compete in some way. Oh, yeah. Now, I was reading, because that's what you do. He did say, like, that this the kiss at that point was his favorite kiss, and I believe he's married. So that's, like, a really weird thing to say. Zac Efron? I think he's married. No, Is he's he not. not. Okay, maybe he's not. No, he's in a... Well, okay, he's in a relationship now. He wasn't in a relationship then, though. You would know. Um, Weirdly enough, his new girlfriend's name is Vanessa. It is not Vanessa Hudgens, though. And if I'm not mistaken, her last name does start with H. Okay, so it's not Vanessa Doofenshmirtz. I don't believe uh, so. But that she, might be an interesting relationship to explore. I don't know, it doesn't say that he is... I looked him up. It does not say that he is he is with anyone. Right he now. is. He announced it on his Instagram the other day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just the fact that Lawson looked that up. I guess I started it, but still. <laughs> Who's oh, that guy dating? No, but it is <laughs> weird. The age gap. The age gap an age between gap Zendaya it? and Zac Efron is weird. What is Zac Efron? Thirty. He's about 30, and Zendaya was 19 when this movie was filmed. Really? Because this was after Spider-Man. Zendaya is 32. Zendaya is not not 32. Zach Efron is 32. Yeah. 
Zendaya is currently 24. And this movie came out three years ago. Three years so ago. 21. So she was she was about twenty or twenty one. Whatever. Yeah. Was, she okay. It was it was twenty. It wasn't nineteen because we all thought it was nineteen, but she was twenty. But she was nineteen, but her mind is older. <laughs> Sorry, I had to keep, I had to go back to Hamilton. But I remember thinking that was just so weird because Zach Efron here he is in his late twenties kissing this girl who was like fresh out of her teen years, and it was just it was weird for me. Honestly, that wasn't the weirdest part of the movie to me. Like, um, I don't know. The rest of the movie just seemed weird to me. I mean, it was a weird movie. It seemed forced. Like, half of it's like, why is why are they singing? At yeah. least to me. See, that's the good thing about, like, Hamilton. It's one big song. The songs mm. never stop. Right. So none of the songs are forced because they all lead into each other. But, like, on, on, the, on the, uh, the terrace, the porch... When yeah. they start singing a million dreams in the in the beginning of their of charity and P. T. Barnum's married life with children, yeah, that is just wildly forced to me. It was awkward. Mm-hmm. It seemed a lot like um, Padme and Anakin's relationship, at least at least to me. Like, um, hey, we're not going to talk about these middle ten years, but um, they're married. They have kids. Lawson, what are your thoughts on Padme and Anakin? Um, I feel like Attack of the Clones helps to fill in the weirdness a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, is Attack of the Clones one of the shows? No. No, Attack of the Clones is the second movie. It's terrible. What? In which they get married. Yeah, you know, the one that was like 8 and 25. Yeah, I can they're literally recap all of the Star Wars movies that I've seen with like one sentence because one of them is Padme gives birth and chaos and Darth, Darth Vader is like created and like simple sentences. Um, Attack of the Clones on Rotten Tomatoes is actually rated higher than The Greatest Showman. Um, as it should be because this movie is terrible. Um, <laughs> this movie is not terrible. What is this movie's Rotten Tomatoes? Like, I think it's 57. Maybe? It's got to be in the 50s. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it has to be. It's the blandest musical I have ever this seen. This movie appeals to a certain demographic. Which is teenage girls who watch High School Musical? Probably. Also, my dad. Also, your dad. My dad didn't hate it. My dad absolutely loved this movie. Only because it had Hugh Jackman in it and just how much Hugh Jackman shocked him. I was surprised he didn't have the lamb chops, if I'm, if I'm being honest. You know, I was looking forward to it, but then nothing. That's what Logan was missing. Hugh Jackman singing songs. <laughs> there needed to be this whole thing about how he was an old man, but it needed to be like a rap, you know? Like, I'm Can we old. get like a, a Wolverine musical? Marvel, if you're listening, Wolverine musical. Get Keanu Reeves. And um, Hugh Jackman do it like a multiverse thing and have them Stanley, singing to each other. If you're listening from heaven, please, please give us, give us a musical. Yeah, yes, Dan, come on. Wolverine singing while he slashes guys' throats out. <laughs> You've got to admit that would be super cool, and Hugh Jackman's the only person that could pull it off. Well, him and Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds—that would be entertaining. I need. 
to see Ryan Reynolds singing in some capacity in some movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be great. I think yeah. my favorite thing Ryan Reynolds has ever done, though, had to be his, um, his cut of Green Lantern. The 27-second <laughs> long movie that was... Yeah, didn't even have much footage from Green Lantern because that movie was terrible. Do you have any other thoughts before we move into our letter grades? I don't believe so. I think I'm good. Sophia, do you have any thoughts? I always have some thought, but I don't think I have any thoughts at the moment. That's weird. She is thoughtless. Um, As a woman should be. I can't, I can't say anything to that. Um, so, as it is, what is your letter grade, Sophia? What do you got? Okay, so simply because it appeals to the demographic of what I like. I'm giving this movie a B plus. Okay. I give it a solid 88. All right, 88. Lawson, what you got? I think I'm going to go with a solid B. It was a really good movie, and I think, I think it would work either as like a true Broadway musical or as a just movie, but I still like the singing. Like, it kind of gives you both, but I feel like it would work as either or. So I think I'm going to give it a B. Okay. I'm, um... So I, I put it on par with that episode of The Clone Wars with um, Jar Jar in that I didn't like it at all, and there was nothing good about it for me. So I'm going to go with, like, a D to an F. I, I hated oh. it. I hate this movie. Um, the only reason I'm reviewing it is because I hate this movie. And I, I wanted to prove to the audience that I don't always pick movies I like. <laughs> because Is that a criticism you've been getting, that you only pick things that you like? No, but I just haven't picked anything yet. Nobody, criti- nobody says anything. I have, I've yet to hear from anybody. So if you're listening, send me something. I want hate mail. Yo, uh, Sophia K. Wilson underscores followers. All 1,100-something of y'all. You've got 1,100 followers? I have. She's not private on Instagram, I don't think. Okay. I also went to public school for a good amount of my life. That'll do it. But Lawson's only got 500. I have 1,109. I only have 387. Yo, all 1,109 of y'all send hate mail to Grant Ingram. Hit me up for the address. Or just listen to this. You can email me at musttalkaboutnothing at gmail.com. You can also hate DM him at Much Talk About Nothing on Instagram. But we are hearing from a lot of you in the comment sections, which is nice. But please send me hate mail. Follower feedback. Yes, please. And if you've gotten this far, that means you actually listened to this episode. So the 1,100 of you that came from Sophia's account, thank you. I just made 15 bucks off of you. So yeah, Lawson, do you want to tell people where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at Lawson Royals. Let's try to get him over 400 followers. Um, as always, if you're a fan of the show, you can send us an email, like I said, at muchtalkaboutnothing at gmail.com. There is a link down in the description to our Discord and our website. You can follow us on Instagram at muchtalkaboutnothing, on Twitter at MTAM Podcast, and please leave us a five-star review. You can do that at ratethispodcast.com slash muchtalk. We would really appreciate it. It helps us with the algorithm. Also, please leave comments on our Instagram posts. That helps too. As always, I've been Grant for Lawson and Sophia, and we will catch you next time.